Hello, hello. Welcome to another Rowan Real Estate. Today we got Erica Bogadin in the back seat along with Steve Buglioni. And then we got the special guest today, Ian Pruckner, who just came out with a new book. What do we got, Ian? There it is. Byproduct. And what's this book about? Uh, you know, the book is, um, ironically, it is a byproduct itself of, uh, you know, 10 plus years building a people business. And, um, the idea is we're all living in a byproduct right now of our thoughts, our beliefs, our actions, really our actions, right? What we're yeah. doing or not doing, you know, uh, we don't go to the gym. We haven't been to the gym for five years. We go to McDonald's every day and we're now living in the byproduct of, you know, 40 pounds of our way. We don't feel good. And our lives are really outcomes. They're byproducts. Okay. And you know, there's this huge movement of self-development and self-improvement and everybody wants this sort of different result in their life right they want to lose weight they want their income to grow they want their business to grow they want their sales to grow and those are all outcomes those are fantastic things they're great goals they're great uh kind of north stars mm -hmm. to our lives that draw us in a direction uh, but most people are trying to change the outcome without trying to yeah. change the inputs right yeah, and yeah. so I mean, how many times have you tried to start a new habit and you get going on it, but then you just kind of fall back to who you are, right? Are yeah. you trying to grow the business and you got all excited and you went to the seminar and you're doing all these things for a while yeah. and you just kind of fall back to who you are, yeah. right? And so in watching literally tens of thousands of salespeople come in, most of them not salespeople, normal people that we train to be salespeople, and watching some people have astronomical success, like more than you could ever imagine. And then watching a lot of people who were as smart as that person, as well connected as that person, maybe had better disciplines than that person, better relationships, but watching them not have those same sort of meteoric rises mm -hmm. and say, what's the difference yeah. between these two? How, how, why do some people win big, win consistently? Why are some people able to make lasting changes in their life and their business and why are most people not and as I watched that over a decade as I worked really closely developing so many of these people you know what I found was is these results that they're, they're byproducts they're mm -hmm. byproducts of simple basic things that nobody wants to do nobody thinks are important nobody bothers to pay attention to nobody creates disciplines around and you know try as we might to change that result if we don't first understand that those results are byproducts of earlier pieces of an equation yeah. and then go back and identify those pieces of the equation and start to program them on purpose we're never going to create lasting change we'll lose the weight for a week a month a year but we'll put it back on we'll pick up our business for a month or two but then we'll kind of fall back to our old habits and that's really like the human condition, right? Like the, yeah. the biggest gap in the world, Evan, is the gap between knowing what to do. Like most people watching this, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know what to do to grow your business. You need to meet more people. You need to have more relationships. You need to create more referral sources. Yeah, you need to be a better closer. You need to be, you know what you need to do. It's not lost on anybody. There's nobody yeah. watching like, gosh, you know, like, if I want to sell more houses, maybe I should find more people with houses that we, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think anybody yeah, know, yeah. doesn't know that yet. Most people don't do it. Is there, is there a time in your life where you're like that byproduct mentality hit you and you're like, ah, this makes sense. Now I, 
Like, were you were you always successful? It's a good question. Um, no, um, no, not really. You know, I always had a lot of drive, but I never really learned how to harness that drive. I was like an octopus on roller skates, right? I was really busy, yeah. going in a lot of directions, not really getting anywhere. Um, so the two-part question, I'll go to part two first. Was I always successful? Uh, no, you know, so. 13 years ago, my life was really different than it is now. Um, I was broke. I was working for a church. I loved what I did. I was a music director. I basically played music for a living. If you know any musicians out there, yeah. if we're able to like survive playing music, we're the happiest people right, in the world, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I was married and she was not so fond of, the, of that. <laughs> you know, we were newly married and uh, we were broke. She's actually making more money than I was. And so I was working at the church. I was making 30 grand a year uh, at the church. I needed more than 30 grand a year so I was teaching music lessons I was making about 10 doing that and then I needed yeah I lived in Rochester's expensive area yeah. in Michigan and um, and so then I was you know singing at weddings singing at funerals running sound for bands I mean anything okay. I could do to make a couple extra bucks and I mean we were broke like we were hand-to-mouth yeah. we didn't have anything like I can remember going to Myers Levin at like 11 o'clock at night after I was done with all three of my jobs for the day, right? Yeah. Some days. And I would sift through that, these big like freezers on the floor, like open freezers. You know what I'm talking about? Like these big deep freezers. Yeah, yeah, top. Yeah. And they would have three for $5 bags of ravioli. And then they had three for $7 bags of ravioli. And those that was like the, the OG ravioli really? for seven, yeah. right? But I was so poor, I couldn't afford three right. for seven. So I would literally sift through these these bins, these freezer bins mm -hmm. for the three for $5 bags. And they're all at the bottom, right? Because all the other broke people have taken them off yeah. the top. I mean, my, right. my arm would be purple. Right. My arm would be purple yeah. from being like frozen in. Like we were super poor. Um, when uh, I asked my wife, now wife to marry me uh, I had no money I had no credit um, and so she literally went to Elias Jewelers in the Oakland Mall with me mm. and she bought her own wedding ring on her own credit card and I made oh, monthly wow. payments to her right oh, wow. and so uh, 13 years later you know uh, that gamble it, and it was a gamble <laughs> It was, it was a big gamble, but I always tell you, you know, she hit big, right? Because right. it, did, it didn't look like it was, it didn't look like it was going to work out the way that it worked out. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, I'd, I would sleep till like two or three o'clock before I worked for the church, and I'd get up in the afternoon and just go in and teach music lessons and play in bands, and and so like I was not like, a, yeah, I was not like the epitome of like the poster child of successful habits and the miracle morning and all these mm -hmm. things. My miracle morning started at two thirty p.m. Right, and. Uh, you know, so um, so I wasn't always the way that I am now, and that really is fundamental to the idea of the byproduct. Yeah. In that we're all um, we're all using the byproduct in our lives right now, right? Thoughts that we think eventually become beliefs, yeah. and the beliefs that we hold, we act on eventually, uh, or we don't act on it, right? If we don't believe we really can win, we'll never put out a full effort because we don't really believe it's, yeah. it's worth it. Right. Um, you know, if we really do believe that we're gonna win no matter what happens, then, you know, obstacles don't really uh, distract us. They're just kind of necessary things on the way, and we find a way over or around, and that's from our belief. It creates our action, ultimately, our actions create our results. And, and my life, I was a $30,000 a year guy back then. That's what my thinking, my beliefs, my actions, my contribution to the world.
had got me in, in the free marketplace and I was tired of that I was tired of being broke I was tired of too much month at the end of the money um, and I was really tired of not being happy with myself you know knowing that there's a lot more that I could be doing I think there's a lot of people watching that if we're being honest yeah um, they know there's more inside of them they know that they could do something spectacular with their life they know they could win in a huge way but they're operating on somebody else's programming they've never stopped to evaluate their thinking their belief systems and whether or not those thinking and belief systems are serving them and so they're doing things they try stuff but then they kind of fall back to that programming that they didn't choose they didn't pick they didn't design uh, somebody else put it there and that's what the byproducts really about it's like okay you want to change fantastic but change doesn't happen in the way we think change doesn't happen by us changing our actions so I want to lose weight we eat less and go to the gym more like we all know that yeah. and we do that for a while until we go back to who we really are right yeah. and the byproducts about saying hey listen it's not about your actions your actions are byproducts of your belief, mm -hmm. right? Good. Look at the person who's crushing it in the gym. Like, was it hard for them in the beginning? Probably, yeah. right? But now it's not. That's They like doing it. They like going there. Like, think about your business. Was it hard for you in the beginning to probably learn the habits and talk to the people? Maybe. Yeah. But now it's like second yeah. nature to you. In yeah. fact, it's probably fun. Yeah. It probably didn't feel like work at all. No. And that's what all the greats in any field will tell you. It's not work. I never thought my business was work because the the work was a byproduct of my belief that that was what was going to get me to where I wanted to go. Well, that's Is what it, I want to find out. It never felt that way. When, when did your belief change from a $30,000 a year man you know, to an unlimited success man? You know, that's a good question. And I think a lot of people, you know, they want this like one moment, this defining thing. And there were several of those along the way, but it was really a process. You know, belief is expanded in segments so what do you mean by that you know at first i just had to believe that there was a better way than what i was doing and that mm -hmm. i could increase my income and i could get rid of the struggle in my life that was really level one of the belief that i got and i got that this is a great point okay we cannot expand our own belief and our own vision generally by ourselves somebody needs to do that for us yeah. we need to get a, like our belief and our vision that it, it's being um, created by what's around us our environment what we see what we fill ourselves with and when we change our environment when we change our influences we can change the things that we have to think on right we, we get exposed to different things so I met a guy um, who was far more successful than I that took an interest in me that was willing to mentor me and you know I learned really quickly that the way he thought about people about money about business about skills about habits about time mm -hmm. were really fundamentally different than mine and so what happened is I started to pick up some of his thinking and when you read in the book the, the byproduct of thinking is belief and so we really can't change our beliefs if we don't change the things that make our beliefs which is the input of our thought we don't start surrounding ourselves with something different a different way of thinking a different way of being a different example we only have to construct our beliefs the existing thoughts that we have you know so people want you know they want to 
change, but they want to stay the same. And those two things don't work. So I got around this guy that was doing really, really well. And, and I just started to pick up some of his thinking, right, on different things. And my belief started to change that, mm -hmm. you know, life wasn't happening to me by and large, right? That I was in control of how I responded, that there was always a solution, there was a way. Even if I didn't see a way, there was a way. I just had to find that. Yeah. That if I wanted something bad enough, I would figure it out. And, you know, I didn't think that way before. I thought like, hey, it's not fair. I should be paying, being paid more. I'm, I'm doing more than I'm being paid. If only I was paid what I'm worth. And, you know, people could see it all. It was all outside. Yeah. And what he taught me to do is to think internally. Like, how can I solve this problem? Even if I didn't create the problem, what, what could I have done better to avoid it? To and, and my thinking changed and my beliefs started changing, you know? And so, uh, my income went up six or seven times in a 12-month period. Mm -hmm. And to me, I was like rich, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was making 30 grand. All of a sudden, I'm making, you know, 15,000 a month, 18,000 a month. And I kind of stalled out there for a couple of years. And um, it's not a bad place to be stuck, right? Okay, yeah. but, but my belief... All of a sudden, like I was the most successful guy in my sphere, and you know, did that make you feel guilty at all? Being the most successful guy in your sphere. You know what? That's a good question. I don't know that we want to get into uh, any sort of spiritual stuff. So you stop me if you want to, because that's not what this is about. But I used to work for a church, right? And one of the things that you hear a lot from very well-meaning people in the church, you know, is hey, money's the root of all evil. Yeah. You know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. You hear all these things, right, yeah. that are out of context. And when you take scripture out of context, it can become a context. Mm. It can be, be used to say things, you know. And I'd always wondered, like, if money's so bad, why do you keep asking me for it? It's like, hey, money's so bad, just give it to us. We'll take care of it for you. Yeah. Right? And, but, um, you know, like, I didn't, I didn't know how to reconcile that. So I didn't feel bad for being more successful than the people I was around, but I did have a lot of internal uh, battle between like, does, is this what God wants for me? Does, should I really be blessed or am I, you know, is me spending time working on my business and not being at the prayer meeting every night? Like, to, are you deserving enough yeah, to have yeah, success? Yeah, exactly. Thought? Does God really want you to have it or am I doing that on my own? You know, and so I read a book um, called Destined to Reign by a guy named Joseph Prince. Fantastic book. It's it's a read that you're going to read two or three times. And um, it was just totally freeing about God's concept of money. God doesn't mind if you have money. In fact, money's a great tool that you can help uh, build his kingdom with yeah. if you're the right person. God just doesn't want money to have you. Mm. And there's a difference there, right? Yeah. And so what I found really quickly is one of the best ways to make sure, right? The Bible says you can't serve God and money. You can't do that. And so one of the best ways to make sure that you're not serving money is to have money serving you. And you do that by having an abundance. You do that by having systems that create a passive income where your time and effort is not consumed with getting money. Like most people, most people, a majority of their life is consumed with getting money. And yet they're the same people that tell you, don't work so hard, all you care about is money. It's like, you know what I found about really successful people is we really rarely think about money. Most of the time thinking about value and impact and influence. How can I influence somebody to change and to grow and to use their influence on the world? And money follows that, right? But money's not going to go where it's not wanted. And so in the book I talk about the concept of alignment, right, between our thinking and our believing. 
right? So we see this, we want to be really successful. Uh, we don't want to have the financial struggle anymore. And that's a thought. But inside, we don't really believe maybe that totally that that's what God wants for us. We're just not sure. And so we've got this kind of misalignment, right? We've got our thinking saying, hey, go this way, go do it. But then we've got this stop and the belief, it hits the belief at the subconscious level and says, no, 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 I don't know about that. And so we kind of live in this Jekyll and Hyde world. And there's a lot of conflicted people out there who really could be great, who really could do awesome things, who could impact the world, but they're actually being stopped by uh, their incorrect thinking and interpretation of the one who actually gave them the dream and the goal and the vision. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that alignment is really where power comes. So I read this book called Destined to Reign and it really helped me solidify my thinking and truth. And then it was like, boom, right? My income went from 300,000 to over a million a year in like 18 months and has been up there for a number that of years That sounds like now. a book I'm going to read. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great book, you know, and, and it it's not like a business a book. book. It's not a business yeah. book. It's a book about what's the truth. Yeah. What's really the truth, you know? Um, well, just just that shift in your thinking is already making the gears turn in my head of like, you, you made a switch right there and I think money's not bad. I am deserving. Yeah. And and I can do this. God does I'm want gonna, me to I'm going to do things. better with this money and, and do yeah. better for the world. Yeah. God does want me to have these things in it. And, you know, I came up in a in a church setting where, you know, if you if you wanted to be blessed, you need to spend more time with the Lord or you need to give a bigger gift or you need mm -hmm. to have more prayer time. And it was always do this, get Y, right? Do X, get Y, do X, get Y. And so you're running the business and you're in the, in the ministry of business, right? And your time and your effort and your emotion, your energy is all in that. And, and maybe you can't make the prayer meeting, like you said, and then you're like, well, gosh, did I disqualify myself from that? Like I'm supposed to be seeking his kingdom first and all these things. I'll be out. You hear all these things. And you know, what if God puts you where you are right now because you have a ministry to the people that are in your life and the clients, the prospects and the business partners that you have that may never walk into a church mm -hmm. and the only Jesus they're ever going to see is you yeah. and you're supposed to win in a big way so that people come to you and say, I want what you have. I don't know why, but I want what you have. I want to know what you know. And uh, maybe that is really the ministry. We can't all be pastors preaching at each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. like, every church is a church of one. There's a pastor there yelling at nobody uh, because that's what everybody's doing, you know? And so that book really gave me permission to really let it rip and go that's after good. That's it. That's really you know? cool. Yeah. And now you're the example. I'm trying. Anyways, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't know if I I'm mean, the best one, but well, yeah. maybe not. But you're a very good one. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you're too kind. No. Too kind. Um, Steve, what do you think about this? It's been really interesting, and it makes sense too to read the book and hear it at the same time because, um, you know, in the church world too, we talk about how you're convicted sometimes by the message, right? And I was kind of convicted hearing. So a lot of times, what my problem personally was, was skipping over the thoughts and beliefs and going straight to the action. Yep. And saying, well, I'm going to make ten sales calls tomorrow morning, and then hope for the best and then two three weeks go by and done any calls mm -hmm. so but if you don't change the thinking and the belief first and the actions really aren't going to follow anyway that's right so that's one of the biggest things amongst other things that i've taken away from it but i thought that was really cool and see that's most people right yeah, like yeah. most people if you i, I teach in the book something called t-bar thoughts t right become beliefs okay. become actions become results t-bar and it's just common sense. If anybody with common sense says the closest thing to my result is the action that created it. I mean, it's common sense that you would go there and try to change that. The part that's not common sense, the secret really, 
of the byproduct, the reason I can write a book about it, the reason it's useful, is there are precursors to that action. You're not just acting because you feel like it. You're acting because it's an outflow of what you believe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're driving a car right now. Imagine this guy comes across the line here and he's coming at you. I mean, we're in a conversation. Mm -hmm. You don't need to think about, like, have willpower to avoid that conversation or that crash. You, Your subconscious says, hey, today's not a great day to be in a crash. I, I wasn't picturing that. And so, man, you're swerving. You're stomping on the brake. You're not saying calf muscle, lift at 30% capacity and move down mm -hmm. at six-degree angle to the brake pad and apply for... Your body is performing millions of ultra specific calculations mm -hmm. in a split second subconsciously because your actions trying to reflect your belief so in a way that's what everybody's doing in their day all the time they, and they it's, just don't know it getting the right beliefs yeah. to make the right subconscious actions throughout the entire that's right. day not that's right. just when you're driving that's right but through in your conversations and your inspired action and what you're going to do so that you instinctively swerve right to you don't stay need out to of trouble you don't need to think or about instinctively it. And swerve you and in Steve's case you don't need to think about the 10 sales calls the 10 sales calls just what you do because you're a beast mm -hmm. yeah. right and people say well what are you doing I'm just doing I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing I don't need to think about it it's not work it's not effort to me it's just part of what I do it's just it's just there you know so going back to what you're saying not just swerving but the rest of life the the cool thing about the byproduct is you don't have to learn it it's not like something you have to learn. You actually are using it right now. Everybody's using it right now. It's happening autonomously. And that's the kind of the subtitle of the book is autonomous success in a bold new world. And what you find about great leaders, yes, it was work. Yes, they went through a bunch of hardship probably along the way. But you know, you ever watch Michael Jordan, like these films of Jordan, he just takes off from the free throw line. And it's like, it's, he's just soaring through the air. It's like what he was born to do, right? And to him, that's not hard. Right. It's just not hard. He's the greatest in the world and it's not hard. It's not work. It's fun. It's just what yeah. he does. It's an outcome of all the practice that everybody else doesn't want to do and all the training and the conditioning that nobody else wants to do that seems like work. And those aren't really work to him. Or you look at Jerry Rice, you know, Jerry Rice it has double the receiving yards of the number two person in the history of the NFL. I mean, he's just, just nobody even close to him. And why, right? You spend five hours a day in the gym practicing. New new recruits for the 49ers would get to the gym the first day and they'd be throwing up after an hour and a half or two hours. And there's old man Jerry Rice right. working for five hours. And it wouldn't work to him. He didn't have to talk himself into going to the gym and it, he didn't have to push it. That's, that was a byproduct of his belief that he's supposed to be the best, right? That this is what you do, that this is just who I am. This, these are the habits I have. And so we're all automatically doing something. Yeah. We're all automatically acting in some way. We don't need to think about it. Problem is most people aren't thinking about what they're thinking about, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're just kind of getting what they've got and wanting it to change and wishing it'll change, but wishing isn't, isn't a strategy, right? Um, understanding where the results are coming from. They're coming from your actions. Well, where's the action coming from? Well, it's coming from my belief. Well, where's my belief coming from? It's coming from the thoughts I allow to take residence in my head to repeat over and over again. And so you want sustaining change. You want lasting change. You want change that doesn't feel like work, that really is effortless. I mean, 
winning is not any harder than losing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. No, it's easier. It's not. It's yeah. not any harder than losing. It's just a different set of thinking, yeah. belief, and actions. That's all. But we're thinking and believing and acting anyways, right. right? You might as well get something you want out of it, right? Like, and that's what most people don't do. They never stop and say, "Hey, are my thoughts serving? Are my beliefs getting me what I want in life?" Was your mentor a big part of that? Because I wanted to go into that. Did you have a mentor, and was that something that helped you change your thinking to see the other side of the coin? Yeah, that's you know, yes and no. So you know, I picked up more as caught than as taught. I think when you're dealing in a mentor relationship, it's I caught a lot of his thinking, his believing, his actions uh, that I could start modeling after. Um, you know, but I I really read a lot. I understood that if I wanted to change my beliefs, I needed new thoughts. And so I only I have. Mm -hmm. So I need to pick up a book of somebody who has better outcomes than me and figure out what they thought. And they'll tell you, right? Like yeah. that's the irony. Like every book on success has ever been written. There's just yeah. not enough readers. There's, you know, that nobody's not willing to tell you how they got there, but most of us aren't looking for the clues, right? Okay, success leaves clues. And most of us are just walking around clueless, right? About what's going on there. So I read a lot of books. I listened to a lot of audios and I let a few different people who had the, who had the results in their life that I wanted, right? They were wealthy, they had great family lives, they had great spiritual lives, they had raised great kids, they really had it all. And I studied those people, Evan, from afar. I listened to all their audios, I read anything that they wrote. And eventually one day, right, my results that I got from the actions and the thinking and the believing, right, uh, allowed me to create relationships with a lot of these people. And now a lot of my heroes and my mentors and legends in my life are now friends and yeah. they're mentors and they're, cool. they're people that I've been blessed to build a personal relationship with through the results we were able to get um, from studying their thinking, studying their belief systems. So you, you suggest everybody reads? That something I think you... all all leaders are readers. And yeah. all learners are earners. There, there you go, you know. Um, you know, so... Steve gets tired of me saying stuff. Yeah, I'm always good. trying to get him never to read. Here that's that. a good <laughs> You know, but, but the truth is, uh, you know, you're ultimately going to be a sum of the books you read and the people you hang around with yeah. that influence your thinking. I mean, that's ultimately what what that does. And, and you know, think about reading for a second. Reading is so cool, right? In, in this book, here's 10 years of learning the hard way, Yeah. right? 10 years in six or seven hours, probably, that you get through it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, is why does the human race generally continually advance? Because we can condense time frames. We can take what it took, you know, Galileo uh, a lifetime to learn and he puts it in a book and 20 hours later you got this guy's entire life's knowledge now downloaded right. in 20 hours and now you can move along and get something else and you know but what I find is uh, people who don't read are really no better off in life than people who can't read right because yeah. they're not getting any they're not getting any yeah. benefit yeah, <laughs> I can read no, but I don't good. you're really no better off than somebody who can't mm -hmm. you got to use that tool reading listening associating with people that make you uncomfortable that are playing a bigger game than you are stretch yeah, absolutely and the higher you go the harder that is yeah. because you get a, a, a smaller and smaller pool of people great news is the people at the top didn't get there uh, on their own you know I always tell people I'm kind of like a turtle sitting on a fence post you know I didn't get here on my own uh, and you didn't get where you are on your own 
we're all sums of the relationships and the knowledge and the books and the audios and, and uh, what you find is the higher up you go the more and more willing the people are there to help you yeah. along the way because they know that you paid a price that yeah. they paid it and there's a camaraderie there that you're not like everybody else you know and you still are you still a voracious reader still listen to audio programs I, yeah i do still, yeah still do that? yeah um you know, I listen to probably an hour to an hour and a half worth of audio a day. I'm more audio than reading. I've never been a fast reader. Mm -hmm. You know, my wife drives me nuts. She's like a speed reader. She'd probably have one of those little infomercials. You just touch the page and okay. all of a sudden you know it. You learn through osmosis. I'm not that way. It takes me a while to read. And I like to read for depth of comprehension, not breadth of ideas. Okay. You know, we, we live in like a... Uh, uh, content consuming society like the next podcast the next books like i read 52 books yeah but did you do anything with the 52 books you read so yes i read but i you know i did a live on this um about a month ago i said this is some advice that a lot of success gurus probably disagree with but i reread oh i reread i don't do a lot of new reading i do a lot of rereading yeah. of truth Right, so you know, most people write a book today, and like I said, the book, this book, the byproduct, it is the byproduct. I didn't yeah. set out to write a book. Yeah. I set out to build a business and win in my life, and I did that. And then these were the things I learned. They were a byproduct of what I actually wanted, yeah. right? But that's not so today. A lot of people, they're going to write a book. It's easier today than it's ever been, and uh, that's going to be their calling card, or that's how they're going to grow their whatever. And you know, the book is just nonsense. It's like a couple of good ideas yeah. with 150 pages of fluff around it. You know what I mean? So I try to find some of those greats, those classics, yeah. and continuously go back to them. I 100% agree yeah. with that. And then even with your book, The Byproduct, I, I read it, I highlight the things that resonate with me and I like, yep. then I can go back and reread it Absolutely. quickly to the points that I really liked and enjoyed. Absolutely. And I, that's I reread all the time too. And the thing that people don't get is, you're a different person when you come back. Yep. You're different by your experiences, your relationships, yeah. and things you've learned. And so you're at a different place in your life. You're looking for different information. Yeah. And lo and behold, there it is a lot of times yeah. in those great books. You know, and sometimes I'll go back and go, why did I highlight this? Yeah, yeah. That's, now I'm a different person, different something mindset. Then, and I'm yeah. like, this is nonsense. Now I've, something I've moved then. on. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't uh, you know, relay now. Right. You know, for sure. That's another great point. Like, you reread it six months later, you're a different person. Absolutely. So it's a different At least you should you. be. Well, yeah, you yeah. should be. <laughs> you, know, you meet those same people, they have uh, 30 years experience, but really it's one year experience repeated 30 times right. and they're not growing and learning. You know? Well, besides an author, what else do you do? Uh, I'm a dad. Okay. I have three uh, unbelievable kids. We homeschool them. And, uh, you know, one of my mentors taught me, said, you never let schooling get in the way of a great education. Oh. And so uh, we travel the world. We love to travel. Uh, we live uh, half the year in Florida. We have a home in Siesta Key and uh, half the year here. And we just go all over the place. We love great cities. We love outdoors. And so, um, you know, so that's one of my main jobs. I'm a husband. My wife is incredible. Like I told you in the beginning, she took a gamble on me. Yeah, she did. Uh, the gamble paid off okay, but you know, she's my best friend. Uh, we do everything together. We're partners. We hate being away from each other. How and it's long just, have you been with her? Uh, we've been married. It is uh, 2019. Uh, so we've been married now uh, 14 years. That's a good run. Yeah, 14 years. And uh, we dated for a year. We were engaged for a year. 
so uh, I've known her for now 16 years. She's just an incredible human being. She inspires me every day, and and she's just a great leader and a great mom. And um, you know, and um, I run a finance company. Okay. So I have a thousand agents uh, that work with us there uh, through 30 locations, and um, you know, and I. I don't really do much of the finance stuff anymore, but mm -hmm. mostly leadership development, working with our top people, and and I love building people. You know, so you're taking what you've learned and disseminating it out to help right. other people. At this point. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And and helping them to, you know, we don't know what we don't know, mm -hmm. and uh, we all want to do better. And if we knew how to do better, we would. Yeah. We just don't know. We think we know. We try, but we don't have the things that we need to get done. Um, I want to pull off in here and swing back around head that way. But, okay. Um, yeah, you want to just direct we'll just, me back to your house. Yeah, so otherwise we'll, we'll just be driving forever. Yeah, yeah I know it's, it's good. It's going so good. It's I just lost good, track right? of time. Um, yeah, so I, I do that. You know, I wrote this book. Uh, I've recorded some leadership courses. Um, you know, I'm involved in, in some real estate. Uh, you know, the name of my game is really passive income. You know, if I'm not, uh, if I have to work to get the money uh, over and over, I'm not interested in that game. You know what I mean? I like setting up systems where I work once, I get paid forever. And then that allows me to have control of my time to be able to spend with my kids mm -hmm. or mentoring people or uh, giving back or traveling. And, and uh, you know, that's kind of my MO right now. Is, so, is there a goal that you want to achieve in the next year you're working on? There's a lot of goals. Anything like specific? Yeah. That's lot of goals you know right now um, I'm just super excited because I feel like there's you know like sometimes there's a new chapter in the book mm -hmm. happening uh, you know a buddy of mine uh, said hey you know what? I think it's a new book for you I think it's a new book you know I love all the things that we've done and continue to do and and we're always gonna and I've got goals in all those areas and and we're gonna continue growing them but you know I think that there's just a new season uh, as well you know I came out of the ministry and a new season of looking at how do I make some more impact there uh, now that we have control of our time and and uh, control of our resources and you know but I've got a lot of goals I, I think um, if you don't have a goal you'll hit it every time right? well, yeah. so I have income goals I have team size goals I have some impact goals I have some relationship goals uh, people that I want to meet get to know build relationships with um, you know I have all sorts of goals like that I have an impact goal um, so you know we have a I, I'm a big uh, dream border. I know some people don't like that. But, okay. Yeah. But T-bar thoughts become yeah. beliefs, become actions, become results. Your thoughts are just responses to the stimulus in your environment. So you might as well stimulate yourself with some pictures of some of the yeah. outcomes you want, yeah, right? Absolutely. You think about this bush or think about that boat you want. You might as right. well think about the boat you want, right? The bush isn't helping yeah, you get yeah. anywhere. It's just a bush. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just a bush. It's just a bush, <laughs> just man. Just a bush. Right? And, uh, yeah, speaking of that, so so funny. Uh, I always tell people, you know, when you're leading people, um, you want to turn right here, buddy. Yeah. Um, you see so many people screaming at a bush, telling me you're going to be an oak tree. You're going to be so big. And uh, no, they're just a bush, man. You know, you got to you got to invest your time with the people who have the capacity to grow into what they want. You just going straight here we're going off a dirt road yeah. off a dirt road here I live in the country on purpose you know so much of my life has been spent with people and serving people mm -hmm. and growing people and like you know uh, people are your greatest asset yeah. uh, 
but it's also, it can be emotionally draining sometimes because you, know, you just want people to win so bad and a lot of them, they just don't get it and they don't Well, it's hard when you want them to succeed more, more than they, they want to yeah, succeed yeah. and you, you fight that battle. Well, the, yeah, yeah, you're yelling at the bush right. telling them you want them to be an oak tree, right? right? It <laughs> might not be the best thing to say, but <laughs> what comes to mind for me is you can't, you know, you can't teach a chicken to fly. Yeah. Um, but we're almost back to the old ranch. So we call your place from now on. That's, that's what we call it. We call it um, Truck Ranch. Truck Ranch. Truck Ranch. What what final words would you like to say to the people out there, and how can they get a hold of you? Oh, that's if they a, want to learn more about you and what you do. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, what I would tell you is this: is you're a lot closer than you think to a lot of the stuff that you really want to have happening in your life. Like really close, like like this close, like the byproduct that turned me from a guy making 30 grand a year and a new guy who makes 30 grand a week, um, you know, and, and all the other things, that's inside of you too, right? And so you just need to learn how to identify it and then how to direct it. And that's the key, that's what every winner does. They might not be able to verbalize that to you that that's what they're doing, but that is what they're doing. And so you're closer than you think you are. Even though you may not feel that way, you might feel like you have miles to go, you don't. You have some minute changes to make. We're gonna go right, right here. You have minute changes to make and then to solidify those into, think, into thoughts and beliefs that you really hold that are your own. Um, so, you know, don't, don't give up on what you're doing. So many people quit. Um, really going after it. And they don't necessarily quit, but they quit growing, they quit trying, they quit wanting it. And uh, and that's just a tragedy. Don't do that. You're really, really close, uh, you know, but you just need some different information. Um, so how do you get a hold of me? Uh, the best place to do that is on Instagram. Uh, you can just search at Ian Pruckner and you find me on there. I'm putting out great content there all the time. Uh, you might not think it's great. And if you don't, then unfollow. Right? Okay. <laughs> but if you like it, and you probably like it if you're watching this, um, if you've gotten this far, uh, you know, you follow me there on Instagram. Um, you know, get the book. You can get the book on great Amazon. Book. Uh, just buy product. It looks like this. It's gray and yellow. And uh, you know, go pick up a copy of that on Amazon. Uh, there's you know, the ebooks available. Uh, for those of you who get it and who really love the book, and what you'll find is it's not a fluff book. It's it's this is the how to make these changes. Um, if you want to go even deeper in that, I, I actually have a master class uh, on the byproduct, and it's just full of exercises. It's got an 80-page workbook with it. Um, you know, on okay. I want to change, I understand this, now I need to do this, right? Like we were saying before, the biggest gap in the world is the gap between knowing what to do and doing what to do, yeah. right? And so there's a great bridge there. And uh, you know, you can also email me at uh, info at byproductbook.com, info at byproductbook.com. And um, you know, I'll do my best to, to reply to you. I can't reply to everybody, uh, you know, but I'll do my best to do that. And, and uh, you know, I've got a lot of resources out there. If you just Google me, you can find a bunch of trainings and different things are out there. They're all free. And, um, you know, I hope that you've had some, uh, some, some blessing here today on oh, your yeah. life with some of the knowledge and the things that we've discussed. I know they've helped me and I know they'll help you as well. Absolutely. Uh really appreciate everything you've said and done, you know, just in a short car ride. I know I've, we've all got some some great nuggets out of it. Yeah. And hope you guys watch too. Yeah. yeah. No, this will be one that I can probably listen to myself a few times. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, I really appreciate the time. And it's always great having great conversations with people that want to learn, want to grow, and want to equip others to do the same. Because 
we're all here on purpose for purpose but we've got to discover our purpose and live it right and and uh, that's my purpose and I know it sounds like that's what you guys are about too no we are and we appreciate it thank you everybody hope to see you next Sign time it off. see you later see you later <laughs>